Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. In the mid-90s, Eric Roth wrote a screenplay that wowed audiences around the world, the script that became Robert Zemeckis' Forrest Gump. In the late 2000s, Eric Roth sort of wrote that screenplay again, the script that became David Fincher's The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. So, which one is better? As we talk about The Curious Case of Benjamin Button and Forrest Gump, you're going to get spoilers for both movies and the stories and novel on which they were based, as well as Super 8, E.T., Flight of the Navigator, Apollo 13, Back to the Future, Fight Club, Inglorious Bastards, 12 Monkeys, Panic Room, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, The Terminal, You've Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle, and That Thing You Do. Guys, I don't know if you remember, but a while back, we spent an evening watching both E.T. and Super 8, and then arguing about what the two movies had in common, didn't have in common, and which was better. I remember. Garrett had a horrible opinion on movies at the time. Yeah. My <laughs> correct opinion was that E.T. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this episode's already off to a horrible start. <laughs> if you just turned it off, well, you don't hear me. But <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> I wouldn't blame people if they had turned it off. Uh, after they just turned it up. <laughs> <laughs> turned down for what? Wow. So we watched those flicks and we said, oh, wow, here's one that came later, clearly influenced by the other. They have a lot in common, which is better. Well, I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if you did that with two movies that have a lot in common for different reasons? Say the same guy wrote both movies and just didn't really try all that hard to disguise that he was (laughs) doing the same movie twice. And both movies are quite good instead of there's a clear dividing line between who thinks. um, Well, I don't know. Maybe one of you guys has a clear opinion. But tonight we watched um, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button after we had watched uh, Robert Zemeckis' Forrest Gump both of which were written by a gentleman named Eric Roth, and both have a tremendous amount in common. Yes. They do. I think they're both great movies. Yeah. So uh, it's we a have a great story. Before you guys oh, start telling me your life stories and everything, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Mike Jensen Hello? in the house, and Mike is a special seat because Forrest Gump is, is one of, if not his favorite movie. It is my favorite movie. I stick to it. It's your cover photo on the website. True that. Favorite of all t- all time favorite. All time. Wow. High praise. Wow. So he's going to have it an remains. expert opinion. Yeah. On it's fresh on. on my mind. <laughs> since 1994, favorite or over time became your favorite? Mm, I would say since, but like a fine wine, it stays there and gets mm. better over time. Wow. I revisit it maybe and once a year. You're straight edge. How do you know about fine wine? Oi, <laughs> oi. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not an answer. <laughs> we have Patrick. <laughs> Hello, I'm here. You don't have to tell us about your opinion on either movie yet. Okay, I'll I hold it for later. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, cool. who's already turned the audience against him, is nah. here. Nah. <laughs> he was also on the Super 8 and ET episodes. Yeah. And he had the stupid opinion then. So maybe he'll bring the stupid opinion tonight. We'll Spe- see. Speaking of stupid opinions, we got Matt Hughes. What's up, everyone? Who's often here. Saying stupid opinions. Saying stupid things. Um, Sarah Hands hey. is here. If you guys don't, like, who's Sarah Hands? I've never heard her on the podcast. She's the voice when it seems like it just gets silent for a few seconds at a time. <laughs> that was really Sarah. You guys are just shouting over me every time <laughs> I'm here. So. That's probably true, actually. That's fair. Speaking of shouting over people. <laughs> <laughs> the master. Don't, don't talk to me like I'm Matt or Peter. 
fucked up. I just want to point out that Peter was in the room just minutes ago, but he's like, I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to write a paper for school. So save your hashtag Peter is the worst for another episode. He won't be bothering you this time. Tyler will have to make up for the Peter. All right. <laughs> I'm sure he'll manage. <laughs> Which means you have to just have some weird, inexplicable things mm-hmm. to say about how you get to sleep or whatever it is that i'll come up with something crazy just nonsense absolute nonsense so first things first it seems like a clear you know like no one would say uh other than what i expect them to say but let's just go around and say mike obviously forrest gump is your favorite of the two of between eric roth's um screenwriting work on forrest gump and curious case of benjamin button is that fair to say that's fair to say, but it's not a total knock on Benjamin Button or anything. So. Yeah, but had you to pick, you true. But you give a thumbs up on both. Th- <laughs> thumbs up on both movies. I guess I have to. Yeah, I would have to say what that true means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Forrest Gump is the better of the two, in my opinion. But you like both. But I do. Yeah, I really enjoy them. Okay, Patrick. Cards on the table. Uh, Forrest Gump is by far the best of the two, but I still think Benjamin Button is a really great movie. Okay. Garrett, you got something contrary to say to get everyone to hate you? Uh, Forrest Gump is great. Uh, Benjamin Button, I hope that I never have to see it again. <laughs> wow. Wow. We'll find out. <laughs> I guess we'll find out why. Matt? Um, I'm in total agreement with Garrett, actually. I love Forrest Gump, and... This was the third time I'd seen Benjamin Button, and good lord, it was just so tedious. Thank tedious, you. Wow. Thank you. Okay. What was tedious? Benjamin Button. It sucks, dude. Wow. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's boring. Sarah? Um, can I be 50-50? Because I really, really like both movies, and I can't really decide which no, one I like No, save or kill. No. Why? You have to choose one. You okay, convince me then. We'll see by the end of this. Tyler, do you have sh- tell us you're a little more freighted than uh, I don't think it's that easy for me to answer like the rest of you. Really? I think I think Benjamin Button has a lot going for it that Forrest Gump doesn't. I think Forrest Gump is great. Best picture in ninety four for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I think that it fails in a lot of way that Benjamin Button actually succeeds. It oh, fails. Wait, what? Stop! <laughs> Get out of here. There's no failures All in right, Forrest Gump. This is gonna be good. It's, gonna it's be a good. triumph. Well, I guess <laughs> let's begin there. <laughs> yeah, let's start with that. That seems like let's a some crazy thing to say. Let's just about jump right to the. Well, let's chaser. hear about the failures of Forrest Gump. <laughs> well, they they need to be nuanced out a little bit. Of course they do. <laughs> I feel like we're going in pretty cold here. Well, then tell us. Tell us something. Yeah, why yeah, give us a nuance, man. Well, you, you at least said that it hits other things that Forrest Gump doesn't. So what does it hit emotionally for you? I think that uh, that's just it. Um, <laughs> that well, it, it is far more emotional. If you Benjamin Button is more emotional for you than Forrest Gump? Yeah. Far okay. More. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm speechless. Sounds, sounds great. I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's all that nuance I we take needed. It, I take it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my mistake. You gotta give it to him. The man makes a great point. <laughs> Here's the thing. 
I think, you know, how about this? Look at the two movies, uh, you know, mapped out, and they are staggeringly similar yeah. in the plot points and the beats that they hit, and even thematically. It's almost like Eric Roth might have been using it as a template. His screenplay for Forrest Gump might have been his template sure. for writing the screenplay for Benjamin Button. Yeah, and I, I say that um, Benjamin Button is more emotional because I feel like it, it, it grasps onto the major themes that each movie are, are trying to uh, communicate. Because, like you said, it's, <laughs> it's basically one's a template for the other. I'm assuming that he used Forrest Gump. <laughs> so like Benjamin <laughs> Button's like his second but draft. But in each movie, he's like you, you have this this boy uh, who you follow through various adventures and misadventures, you know, challenges that they have. Uh, clearly, each of them are a disabled or challenged in a certain way, in, intelligent with intellect, mentally. Sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> Got or it. Which one are you or talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> which, which one or is you simply are born an old man. <laughs> <laughs> A terrifying ancient puppet. Uh, but they're both facing, you know, un- unfair odds in life. Uh, both tell the story of an unlikely romance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where she weaves in and out of his life. And it's they true. come back together by chance and coincidence at times. She's having like a wild, adventurous coming of age thing going on. And yeah, both have a childhood Mm -hmm. that originated in the South in a home that was shared by many people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, each of them are told through current day, uh, the lens of current day, someone reminiscing on old times. Yeah, most of the movie is a flashback. Yeah. Each, yeah, each movie is totally majority of flashback. Right. And uh, they're both really overall a love story. Yeah. Yeah. About this man who otherwise wouldn't have a normal life fighting for that. But there's this girl he met in his childhood. Yeah. Childhood that keeps coming back into his life. And so the major themes in each, in my opinion, really are uh, fate or destiny and kind of what that means. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Protagonist. Uh, to Forrest or to Benjamin. And then even more so, it's kind of the greatness of life or like the grandeur of life and the simplicity that it can be enjoyed in. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was very well And they're put. both on a boat. <laughs> they, <laughs> they both, they both spend some time on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they both go to war. <laughs> they both have a mom that has an expression about the unexpected turns that yeah. life takes. One mm-hmm. is you never know what you're going to get. The other is you never, you never know, know what's, what's coming, coming for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. I thought th- uh, it occurred to me this time, because I've always you know thought a bit about what you were mentioned about um, the nature of life and destiny or fate or lack thereof in Forrest Gump. But this time watching Benjamin Button, I was like, Oh, the motif is actually really strong in Benjamin Button as well. The balance of, uh, is, is life faded to some extent or is it all chaotic and happenstance? And, you know, Forrest has this great line, my favorite line in the movie actually, where he is uh, talking to Jenny's grave and he says, I don't know if 
Lieutenant Dan's right and we have a destiny or if we're all just floating along on a breeze, but I think maybe it's a little bit of both. Yeah, that's definitely the theme of right, the movie. Right, yeah, yeah, it summarizes yeah. the entire yeah. thing. In Benjamin Button, it's almost like the uh, the storm becomes a metaphor for like the inevitability of change. Every time mm-hmm. the storm presses down on the characters, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, some big change is right around the corner. And right. And then uh, they're in the in a bedroom when the storm's shaking the doors, and Benjamin says out loud, "I just noticed that nothing lasts." And you're like, "Oh, something big is about to change for them." It's just like one of them was more David Fincher, and one of them's more Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that Benjamin Button, uh, if you consider those themes, fate and destiny, and even tragedy in a lot of ways, that Benjamin Button hits a lot of those beats with a lot more emotion, a lot more darkness, really trying to grasp those giant concepts and really difficult emotions into a movie. That Forrest Gump doesn't quite because it's a lot more light and quirky and... Zemeckis-like. Zemeckis-like. Well, right. I mean... I, <clears throat> that's oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I think okay. I think that that's on, that's a big part of it is that, that us, you can tell the director which like which director it was like Fincher is a darker more I think yeah just a, has a generally a darker tone to his movies than Zemeckis does and I think that if a if a story is about the grandeur and wonder of life I want it to be lighter and I want it to be amusing and i want it to be heartfelt and i think that some of that is lost in the desperation and like nihilism that you get in benjamin button a little bit man you picked up on nihilism in benjamin button i'm not sure you saw the right brad pitt movie we're talking about here every david fincher movie is gonna touch on nihilism man that's his bag this is the most. This is the least David Fincher. David True. Fincher movie. Yeah. But like it is easily big yeah. fish to Tim Burton, for sure. Mike, go back to your original defense. Well, <laughs> I, it's not like a, a fighting defense. I just um, I'm a little torn after watching both these movies so closely together. But I think the reason that uh, Forrest Gump uh, is uh, less dynamically emotional is the fact that he's less dynamically emotional. So we're kind of feeling the movie through him. Mm-hmm. And so he's he had a simpler way of, of dealing with some of these emotional events. And so you only perceive what he's getting. I, I think know. so. I don't yeah. know if that's completely true because when you do see him standing over the grave of Jenny, he is very emotional. Well, Those that's emotions are complex. Atten- that's the most emotional yeah. scene in the movie. But the yeah. ch- uh-huh. the charm I think that Mike is is right about is that Forrest lives this like life that's outrageously <laughs> right. epic in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. He meets like every president ever, right. and he <laughs> right. he lives through yeah. some of the most significant historical events of his and. For all intents and purposes, he doesn't even comprehend how significant his life has been. He's just enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and he's right. just lived it to the full, even though he's kind of stumbled through it haphazardly. Mm-hmm. I went to the White House again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I met the president again. I think where <laughs> Forrest Gump has more emotional uh, punch to it is because uh, in Benjamin Button, the main our protagonist, half the movie is just... He looks cool, and his problem is he's going to be cooler. 
because he's going to get younger. <laughs> and <laughs> and <laughs> Forrest Gump, he never has that. He's like uh, struggling to just like make right. sense of every little thing. And you're like with him with that. And like every time, every little victory is even a bigger victory for him. But with Benjamin Button, he's like, he's riding that cool motorcycle again. Oh, man, I got man, 30 awesome. more years of getting more attractive. Yeah. Oh, well. He really does, too. <laughs> Patrick's insight really speaks does. to the, I think, Forrest Gump's biggest triumph over Benjamin Button, which is that Forrest Gump is just a more entertaining movie to watch from mm-hmm. start to finish. To at least for me, you can put in Forrest Gump at any time and feel radically entertained. I agree. Any point you step into the movie, Benjamin Button's kind of a commitment. And even though I like it a lot more than some of these guys, I don't need to see it again for a while after <laughs> watching that tonight. I, uh, I think that what you said, Patrick, about uh, Forrest Gump having more challenges isn't necessarily true either. Because <laughs> Benjamin Button... Good grief. This he's is alone. Benjamin Button he's apologist. A, he's a, alone in life. No, he's not. He's, he's like out. Every, he's completely out of sync with every other human that has ever lived. It's and all a, the people he keeps around talking him. about how he enjoys the company of women. He's got like women all over. Yeah, the place. man. He's like yeah. yeah he he his, girls. his life gets and better that, and better. In that point in his life, he had just been harshly rejected by the woman he loved. Yeah, man. And those he was happened. He was trying to live the life that he wasn't able to in his youth. At that point, he was older and he was finally. Living inside a body, finally <laughs> living inside a body that was closer to his own age. No, and I get that. I'm just saying, in comparison, like the the struggle of Forrest Gump from beginning to end is ongoing, and we get to see it, and it's more impactful than than Benjamin Button's because. Yeah, I agree. There's never a point in Forrest Gump's life where he's even accepted by society. The only person that sees him for who he is is his mom and Jenny. Ahem, you missed you missed one person. Bubba, Bubba, dude. Well, Bubba. Yeah, you're right. Bubba, yeah. Well, and then obviously Lieutenant Dan at a point. But I'm saying right. as as a whole, wh- what Patrick's point is, at some point, Benjamin Button is living within uh, culture. Yeah, correctly. culture. And people are like, dang, that guy's fine. Or He's <laughs> got the girl for <laughs> Look at his so motorbike. He's backpacking around India like <laughs> everyone else in the 80s. That, that oh, but he was alone. That's what I was saying. But I I think um, that there's an element to both of them that like we love Forrest Gump because he's uh, his charm and he's like he's just so lovable. But I feel like Benjamin Button in his old age and as like a baby, he's got that like innocence factor, too. So it's kind of that's true. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, But when he's in his old age. When we were watching it, I was like, I spent the first hour of that movie in the Uncanny Valley because of his face. I was like, it just isn't. Uh, I don't think that's where you're talking like it's Polar Express or something. I mean, if if you're talking like it's a a Zemeckis movie, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, yeah. Sorry, wrong director. I know. I just feel like I'm like his the CG constantly takes me out whenever I see the old man talk. I'm like, that's weird. CG aside, he he's still was living a life that wasn't accepted. People didn't know who he was. They just right. treated him like an old man when he sure. was a kid. Yeah. The, he was he was trapped inside a body that didn't represent who he was. Right. And Forrest Gump, albeit uh, ridiculed for seemingly being stupid. Well, he was. He is, like, mentally uh, retarded. Depending on perspective, when you, when you meet that... Uh, Drill sergeant in boot camp. He calls him a that genius. True. Says he's going to be a general someday. <laughs> and he's like athletically so gifted, and he can just run and like play ping, play pong. ping pong. It's yeah. focused. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's focus. He's simple-minded focus, and well, so that's what makes him so novel, awesome. He's, he's an like idiot savant. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't have to see all the uh, things on his left and right. He just he has, has that thing. His, his thing in life is that he's genuine and he's sincere, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't lose focus on what's in front of him. You know, he puts his whole art into it. Uh, but I think that his big, uh, his big thing with his connection to the world is that he's ignorant to his surroundings. He, he's ignorant to yeah. kind of to yeah. sure. how people li- are living their lives and how he perceives them. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that's good. I mean, he, he was very childlike in that way for the majority of the film. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Benjamin Button, he was, he was unknown. He was alone. He was the only person in that, in that life that uh, didn't get to experience it the way everyone else did. He didn't get to raise his own child. He nothing lasted in his life. He had to move on from everything, but Forrest Gump got to raise his son. Missed, if it was his, he son. missed a few good years. <laughs> yeah, they need to test. They need to test little Forrest for AIDS, y'all. Yeah, yeah. How did <laughs> Forrest dodge that one? <laughs> we d- hey, there's a, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's sure. there's no indication of when she. He, he might have sure. HIV. And also, some people think that maybe Little Forest ain't his kid. She was just like, well, this guy will raise my kid. I don't know. Oh, he told it his head. No, he did the head tilt over. There were certain things. Oh, no, no one except those they two people to. do their head tilt that way. Who would say that? Who? What kind of people say that? <laughs> Is that on it's the a, internet It's a fan theory. What What kind no, of fan would say that? He's making this up. I don't think that I don't think that that's true. It's Mike doesn't have room in the world. So. <laughs> I don't see <laughs> Jenny doing that to us. Oh really? Now, that I, coped, I find it out freaking. <laughs> no, she changed. She changed. But she I think it's easier. It's easier to believe that that was Forrest Gump's son than it is to believe that was Brad Pitt's daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that girl was not genetically gifted like Brad Pitt. <laughs> Oh, wow. man. That's Poor fair. Thing. That 12 year old was in no way the spawn of Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Bless her. Bless her. Stop. No, I think uh, what, the, what Tyler and Sarah are saying is true that I did find Benjamin to be a sympathetic character. He was likable. He was um, subdued. He was aware of his limitations. And, he, and so he was inclined to kind of shift into the background of things and roll with the punches. He wasn't a uh, kind of out and about. Or, you know, he wasn't like a exuberant type of character, but he right. isn't as likable as Forrest. Yeah. He's not dislikable. Benjamin Button isn't. He's a he's a nice enough character, but Forrest immediately, whether it's because we're lame and we're inclined to like um, characters that we might uh, sympathize or empathize or even pity. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's more than that. I think that Forrest just has a personality that's intensely likable from the get-go he's intensely loyal there's the focus thing that mike's talking about he has like a moral compass about him he um cares very deeply about the people in his life and you just kind of love watching things go well for him when he doesn't even realize that things are going well for him Mm -hmm. yeah and there is two different inspiring stories you know like Forrest Gump does all these incredible things but he's not really trying to he's perfectly content with just cutting the grass but like greatness right, keeps right. falling in his lap because yeah. he's focused Benjamin yeah. Button in an, in an equally inspired way is like looking for something he's like challenged in his way and he goes out to find the stuff and then he has just as big of an adventure because he's looking for it so but does he that's the other thing is that I realize that they're not meant to be the exact same movie but there are obviously (laughs) (laughs) 
the exact same movie. So ben, Benjamin Button, it's funny that he does, for all, when you watch the movie, he has quite an epic life and right. he travels all over the world and he's a, just like Forrest Gump. He lives on a boat for a while. He participates in a war. Yeah. Um, he meets all kinds of people. He becomes friends with certain people. His mom dies. <laughs> and uh, it's like a really grandiose, big scale life. And yet... To look back on the movie after just having watched it, it still doesn't feel as remotely grandiose as Forrest's life. Forrest's life seems like it goes... He doesn't go to the White House right. one time. <laughs> he doesn't mean no president. I, I, I appreciate how uh, grand Forrest Gump's life is and how closely align it with all these like important moments in history during that time. But I, I also appreciate Benjamin Button because... This guy's life is unlike any others, and the things that he's doing in life are very profound. But it's it's not something that's you know on the level of of like fame that Forrest Gump achieves. Like he's just living the normal American life that none of us are aware of. And well, it's, and that it's one's in that way. It's I feel like it grasps how significant life is and how simple life right. is at the same time. And it's true. It's more like self-contained. Like, I feel like with Benjamin Button, there was very much like a personal journey, which I don't really care about. And whereas with Forrest Gump, it's like a national and international journey that like pulls you through the history of the 20th century, which I think is far more. You get a lot of that in Benjamin Button, too. You there, do. You, there are milestones totally. along the way of, course. of American like history. Like the Great Depression. That's why he gets yeah. on the tugboat in the first. Yeah, yeah of course. World there are those one, like. The Depression. Eric Roth. Roth. Yeah, it's like, he oh, backed wait. the timeline Exactly. <laughs> he <laughs> he backed it up back. 20 years and was like, great, yeah. I'll start here this time. But then you even get uh, the space race. In, yeah, that in was a lovely little nod to that. I love that. It's far more subtle in Benjamin Button. Sure. Very subtle. But I think that's more. I'm glad you said that. Jimmy it. <laughs> you, you just want him shaking hands with JFK? Well, yeah, they didn't. Heck yeah, man! None of that was fleshed out. I much did at all. I mean, they they make a mention of it, but it I didn't have to be in the movie for it to. In Benjamin make, Button, yeah, I feel like all of those things in Forrest Gump's life had to be in his life. Yeah, I think that makes Forrest Gump certainly far more watchable. Benjamin Button is kind of dark, and by yeah, the end of it, intense. no one knew that his life existed the way it did except for this woman in some mm -hmm. hotel room that's dying and now the daughter who read it out of a diary yeah but Forrest She's Gump's life obviously <laughs> is yeah. far more entertaining to follow and of course it's more watchable because of that he does so many things he has a kid he's teaching Elvis how to dance Benjamin Buttons <laughs> surely didn't teach Elvis how to dance <laughs> <laughs> sure. I made a I made a whole list of the things Forrest Gump Accomplished. Okay, this, good. Let's hear this. Yeah, yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah let's go through <laughs> yeah. the list. It's pretty so long. So he teaches I'm Elvis sure. how to dance. You know, with those rickety. Yeah. Uh, that brace, scene brace is wonderfully legs. done too, because that yeah. that actor that just steps out of the depth, just of field, out of effect, yeah. and he looks yeah. like it's, it's Elvis. It's yeah, of course it's yeah. Elvis. Yeah. And so of course then Forrest sees Forrest and uh, Sally Field see the television with right. Elvis performing. At the appliance she says, store. This is not for children's eyes. Apparently. Forrest is the original sex yeah. machine. Thank you, Forrest. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, he goes on to play football, All-American, meets Kennedy. Uh, and 
while attending school is at the desegregation of the University of Alabama. Yeah. yeah. It gives that girl back her, he hands her book, right. composition. Yeah. He has that book. wonderful misunderstanding <laughs> with Coons. That's wonderful. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so ignorant <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and innocent. I don't Mama think just uses a broom. Ignorance, not the right word. Or naive. Innocent. Yeah. Innocent. Innocent. Naive and innocent. innocent yeah. Far better description. Right. Uh, then uh, after he graduates, he goes to the Vietnam War, survives, comes out with a Medal of Honor. <laughs> the Congressional Medal of Honor. <laughs> he got meets, bit in the bus. Meets President Johnson. <laughs> Moons him. Then shortly after, he speaks at an anti-war rally, you know, uh-huh. on the Washington Monument. Yep. Where... Uh, Did you look up what he says? No. Because you know the microphone cuts out? Because yeah. there was a line, there was a scripted line that Tom uh-huh. Hanks said, and it's apparently it's along the lines of... I don't know. I don't know if I want to know. He wanted, you want it to remove it. You want to change it. In my I okay, well, you, here's, here's your you chance. You can tell, tell all here's of us your chances. Chances. I want to know. To skip ahead with that little second button on your podcast. 15 app. seconds. 15 seconds. But, but what about Mike? Yeah, I might. Cover your ears, Mike. Cover your ears, Mike. Okay. I want to know. So he says, sometimes when people go to war, they come back without any legs, or sometimes they don't come back at all, and that's not very good. And that's, that's all, all I have, I have to, to say, say about that. that. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, should we wait all right, 15 Mike, seconds? All right. All right uh, so after that, he joins <laughs> the U.S. ping pong team and visits communist China where he meets the president again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good impression. He also meets John Lennon. He does. Uh, oh, yeah. After meeting Nixon, Nixon says... Where you stand, not yeah. really a much better place. He witnesses, puts him up at Watergate. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's the reason <laughs> he that the Watergate security. scandal happened. <laughs> yeah, he calls security and says, "Could you check out that?" Which sidebar? Watergate was the name of the hotel. So that thing that people do where they say it's the the X and Y gate is nonsense. Yeah, Watergate. It, Watergate was Watergate the hotel. It wasn't Gator Gate Gate. <laughs> Watergate did a lot for her. For future scandals it's true because <laughs> they put gate on the end like they thought it was yeah. a scandal about water right in the <laughs> 70s deflate gate and <laughs> other such right gates. Well, it works i like it yeah deflate gate that's, that's that nice because it rhymes yeah. yeah with tom brady right. that cheater so he meets nixon going yeah, uh, yeah after the water gate he goes on to start you know a shrimp and boat mm-hmm. business Bubba where he shrimp. survives a hurricane and founds Bubba gump shrimp yeah, which is uh, a great restaurant, which, which actually turned into a real restaurant. Yeah, that's a yeah, real Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah, what's Benjamin Button? Yeah. <laughs> uh, after that, his 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 mother dies, so he inherits oh, a home, uh, and at the same time invests in Apple. Yep. So he's doing that's pretty right. well. Thinking pretty it's set, a fruit company. Pretty set on money, so that's one less thing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved that line. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> pretty much all I worry uh, about. <laughs> after that, his heart gets broken, so he just starts. He just Decided to just start running. Yeah. Just felt like running sure. for years. It becomes famous yeah. again. Right. Yeah. So he's on the news. Cult, he, he amasses <laughs> some followers. Literally followers. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> he becomes a messianic figure. Yeah. Because yeah. he runs he starts to one to look ocean a little another. bit. Like he does. Jesus. He invents that T-shirt. Yeah. He, right. Along the, the way. Have a nice day T-shirt. <laughs> and he poop happens. Bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, then after that, he... Finds out he's a father, gets married, and becomes a widower. Hmm. It's a busy Quite life. A life. And then yeah. there's that beautiful feather bookend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then the feather floats back. Could have been a hummingbird, you know? Could, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, that was awful. <laughs> that was so bad. There ain't no, I've never seen a hummingbird that far out at sea because they can't be there because that doesn't make sense and, and it's nonsense. And why would, why would that even be in the movie? Because the hummingbirds obviously like the feather, like Eric Roth was thinking. Sure. Oh, I got to oh, have crap. something that represents. But... The feather so wonderfully illustrates the the whole premise the of theme. happenstance yeah. of the movie, and right. he actually says the line we're about drifting. I don't know if we're if like floating along yeah. on a breeze, yeah. 
and then it very poignantly leads out the film. Yeah, oh, Ugh, it's so a, good. It's a wonderful, <laughs> so Alan, wonderful Alan oh, Silvestri's score. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So emotional. But mm. what's kind of weird to me is that the feather kind of floats in near the end of Forrest Gump's story while he's sitting on that bench. Mm-hmm. The feather yeah. comes down, puts it in the book, and then what? A couple months later, There's, that's after true. He, after he's got his son back that's in true. Alabama with yeah. him. The flood, Leather, yeah, the feather, <laughs> the feather <laughs> floats <laughs> away. So it's kind of silly to consider them as bookends. I mean, they, they obviously yeah, bookend the that's where, book where yeah. we join him, right? And where we leave, right? Him. We're mm-hmm. we're drifting into his story, just mm-hmm. like that feather. Yeah, and he wind. puts it in that lovely, like curious George book. That feather just opens up a age of unfettered inquiry. Mm. <laughs> 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 yep, but that hummingbird shows up out of nowhere. Makes no like sense and in makes in the second mean, act of the It film. means nothing to the movie. No, and it then means because he survived the storm. No, and it's then at the end of the movie. She no, it's a nod to the, the captain who has the hummingbird tattoo, isn't it? Yeah, because he just—he's he talking about the how their captain, wing beats in infinity. That's their—that's their, that's their uh, half-behinded way of yeah. trying to weave it in. The captain infinity. gives a speech about right. the hummingbird in wing Russia. pattern, and then when he dies, he turns into a hummingbird, symbol of the afterlife. Yeah, her her seeing that. In the hospital, that was Benjamin, man, visiting. That wouldn't mean anything to her unless she, I guess, mom she, just re- died. she read the diary. The yeah. mom just died, and her, that's her spirit carrying on, just like mm-hmm. the tugboat captain. Yeah. I think yeah. the feather came from the hummingbird, so the, like both movies are. Oh, there. it went back in time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shared universe. <laughs> it's, <good>. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Eric Roth universe. I got, I got <laughs> something that can go Uh-oh. with that because in the beginning of the movie, they said, didn't he die in '85? Yeah, uh, he, no, he the last, last entry was in '85, oh. but then he went on, you know, Alzheimer's oh. baby. Yeah, you're right. Because the end of Forrest Gump is towards '85. And so I was like, well, maybe oh, they're. So yeah, yeah, but maybe but that's not the end of their forest. lives. That's not the end of. We I know, I know. No. I'm just saying, as far as where right. we are, where yeah. we join in. Yeah. Oh, Eric right. Roth just went, well, I finished my last movie in 85, so let's pick it up there. The one, well, one of the episodes we had Mike on in the past, oh. we started working on a Zemeckis shared that's universe. Beautiful. <laughs> where we theorized that. Forrest time Gump traveler. could have been punched by a time traveler. <laughs> that's what made it simple. <laughs> like Biff <laughs> in the end of Back to the Future one. No, when Benjamin Button was out in Florida and watching the the rockets go into space, I was thinking of Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> so that could be... Maybe. I was thinking of the same thing. I almost, I was or, or wasn't Tom Hanks in that Apollo rocket in yeah. Apollo 13? <laughs> he needed the Flight of the Navigator to take him back. <laughs> yeah. So that he could have some more time. Yeah, I go. could hear Bethany's voice in my head going, "Y'all don't understand, it's Florida." <laughs> yeah, that's what Florida looks like, y'all. Compliance. Uh, so I've got a, I've got Clients. a list. Deliverance. That ain't. I've got a list of milestones for Benjamin. Buttons. Oh, great! Okay. It's not yeah. quite as. I bet it's a lot shorter. It's not quite as substantial. <laughs> no present. You've got Hooker on there. <laughs> no present. Yeah, visit a Hooker regularly, except on Sundays. So he's born on the last day of World War One. Uh, and where to go? So it's funny that Forrest, Forrest Gump is named after the the first of grand the wizard of the KKK, yeah. <laughs> General well, Nathan Bedford Forrest. They yeah. got Tom Hanks to play that part. Yeah, yeah. so it's funny because when they tell Lieutenant Dan's history too, it's all those it's all soldiers yeah, Gary, falling to their deaths. It's all the same actor's name. That's good. Gary Sisseri. Anyway, thank you. Benjamin Button, born on the last day of World War One, he was healed. 
right at church yeah. and then the preacher had him was he to, oh you mean he had this miraculous thing where he got up and his legs started working <laughs> because he's reverse <laughs> aging I put, <laughs> I put healed in quotes on yeah. my list <laughs> just like Forrest <laughs> when Forrest got magically healed running from those bullies mm-hmm. and his That's legs right. and his legs his, all them brackets yeah just they fell both off. had they both had prof- profound moments of uh, yeah, physical healing. improvement healing. physical mm-hmm. in, in yeah. achievement yeah. Yeah. with uh, their legs Benjamin Button learned to play piano. Sort of. He only ever played that one yeah, song. Yeah, that's true. He learned <laughs> one song and only the treble clef. Yeah, <laughs> part of a duet. Yeah, he didn't know the bass line. <laughs> he uh, worked on a tugboat. <laughs> so Shoot. So got a job. Yeah, <laughs> for $2 a day. <laughs> hey, it was during the Great Depression, so uh, you know, he was doing all right. But as a kid, you know, looking old, he was able to drink and visit brothels. Well, <laughs> what a win for a twelve-year-old! Like, quite the milestone. <laughs> yeah. uh, although he did brothel. go on <laughs> to cross the Atlantic and travel the world, which is pretty significant. Yeah, true. Mm, the early in 40s. the thirties and forties, sure. Yeah, because the U.S. joined forty-one World War II in thirty-nine. No, forty-one. You're forty-one. Right. After Started in thirty-nine. Yeah. Forty-one. December you took 7, a 41. couple of years to get on board. For, yeah, we didn't yeah. jump in right away. <laughs> yeah. So forty one. So yeah, he crossed the Atlantic in the late thirties. Yeah. Well, he. Yeah. That's pretty dangerous. It is on yeah. a little tugboat. It's yeah. shocking. Uh, and he lived in Russia. Had an affair. <laughs> yeah. Nope. With <laughs> with Tilda Swinton as with plain the white as witch. paper. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, survives World War Two. Sinks a submarine. Then goes on later to inherit 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 a business. Inherit a home. Make his fortune. Kind of. Sell a business, sell did. all yeah. the homes, and then became a father. That yeah, was that. oh, it's pretty ordinary. Then went on to travel. The Except world. he traveled. Right, yeah. did a lot of travel. He went to right. India for a while. He but did. the time he of had the that sweet motorbike. The times that he traveled the world make it more significant because it wasn't like it was today. Obviously, right. It's harder I, to get around. Okay, I will say, uh, I'm kind of other than the traveling during the war and stuff. Uh, his life was so leisurely, like when he inherited right. the money and stuff and then when they had their time together they sailed around the keys and stuff and yeah, it just and looked like that such duplex posh oh, chill yeah, it's life, really like know? an upper class he had oh, a good yeah, life for a little while yeah, no, yeah. and it looked great but Think it was about like it though. mike's mike's making an excellent point because forrest saw so much tragedy in his life firsthand and experience uh, for all the amazing stuff he experienced he was still in so much pain for such a tremendous amount of his life sure benjamin button was isolated and faced a lot of alienation but he had a nice job he just hung out he got to experience some crazy he was a trust fund kid stuff. essentially yeah, so like the second after world war Two, he just hung out no he he worked at that old folks home yeah, well i think the old folks home is like the the whole thing where he was introduced to the 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 shortness of life so early you right. know, when he's talking about people cycling in and you yeah. know like grasping life you know i mean it, to me and i guess that's just what i that's the obvious thing that i guess you're supposed to get from the movie especially towards the end when he's writing his daughter and saying like if you're in something and it's not right for you get out of it go to the next thing right don't be out, scared you know? to start again right. yeah yeah and like I don't know if that's a great lesson or whatever, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, learn to commit <laughs> to something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Forrest says it's never Forrest too late. Committed, heck yeah, because he was focused. Right. But if I, 
if I had the timeline and the situation of the or gravity of like growing older and knowing that things were going to keep changing for me, maybe right. I would feel like Benjamin Button. But anyway, it's that grabbing life. Got to grab it. Yeah. Well, they gotta, each got to stay on the keys grew and chill in a home <laughs> that they had strong connections to, where they would venture out away from mm-hmm. home and eventually come Always back. Always return. return. Absolutely. And yeah. In the they, south, yeah. Yeah. Their their lives played out in the same homes, but it's just kind of what they saw along the way and the people that. They both got displaced so that their mom could do a guy. (laughs) (laughs) What? Like Benjamin Button had to go sleep in the chair upstairs when he's old, and Forrest had to sit outside so his mom could sleep his way into his room. Speaking of that scene, I have a question for you guys. (laughs) When I was watching Forrest Gump this time, Mm -hmm. and I've seen Forrest Gump, it's... I speculate that it's in a list of like 10 movies that I've seen more than any other. Yes. I've seen it a great number of times. I've seen it. uh, Yes. Just this time earlier today, I'm watching it and I suddenly realize, or did I, that that grunting sex noise that Forrest goes on to emulate that he hears when Uh he has to sit outside. Uh Was that the That's the principal? gentleman. Yeah. 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 Making that weird <laughs> sex mom, noise. <laughs> yeah. You just realized? You just. Yeah. <laughs> I remember realizing time. that when I was like 13. You'd be like, good yeah. Lord, how am I allowed to watch this I movie? I what was happening I realized I was that they were having sex. Yeah. I thought that that was his mom. No, that's the, no, that's the, the gentle. That's it the sounds man. like a feminine noise. To no. Me. <laughs> that's what they're poking fun at. <laughs> yeah. I, realized cause yes. well, I realized what was happening in that scene as a kid and thinking, oh, you know, that's pretty vulgar and upsetting. Yeah. I only just realized today when I was watching Forrest Gump that scene in uh, the dorm room. Yeah. Jenny's, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Jenny's college. Yeah. Where he feels her up. And yeah. And all of a sudden, well, she, she makes and him and feel mm-hmm. her up, but yes. Yeah. yeah he's, he's feeling molested, her up. basically. And, yeah. And he is molested. <laughs> and he has and a premature situation. Yes. He prematurely. M- Makes a mess of the roommate's <laughs> robe. Yeah, that's that's right. Right. I, I never understood that line. That line about the roommate's robe. I, I only ruined. got that this time. And she's awake over robe. there. She's awake she's on like, her bed. She's like, "That's okay. I don't like my roommate yeah. anyway." <laughs> but the roommate's awake. Like, "Oh, cool. I guess I won't use that robe in the morning." <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I was like, "Are you kidding, Zemeckis?" Yeah, had some guts to put that. No in kidding. Because I remember the day I went to see Forrest Gump in 1994. Yeah, I was you were 11 ten years old. Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I went to see it with some friends' parents and they were having a conversation like, Oh, oh can can we take them? And I remember one the dad being like, Ah, uh, there's that thing in the dorm room and the mom was like, They won't have any idea what that is. Yeah. And so when that scene was started oh, to unfold, ready for I was par- I was freaking out. Yeah. I was like, like Oh my what god, is what this? is this about the yeah, show? Man. I'm so this is the most embarrassing I was sitting beside these adults. Oh, yeah. Right. Being like, this is the most embarrassing thing ever. It was horrifying. Jenny's also naked playing the guitar. Yeah, her butt. <laughs> but you don't see anything in the movie, so no. you see like That's oh yeah, yes, you do see her butt. The upper. Only time my mom made us close our eyes was when she was playing the guitar because right. we didn't understand like anything else that was happening. I didn't fully understand when I was a kid that it was a strip club. I was like, "That's weird. Why don't you have like a dress on?" Bobby Dylan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the luscious Bobby Dylan. Yeah. I didn't How about <laughs> I mean, for Forrest's singular or focused mindset, he was like so happy for her. He's like, yeah. finally, yeah. she's, she's the up there with just just her guitar. Yeah. Just yeah, like she said, said dream came true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's so naive. he's so positive. Part of the reason innocent. that for we, just, we decided yeah. innocent. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, uh, not even innocent as synonyms. The entertainment value in Forrest Gump and the difference in tones. That you know, it's hard to pinpoint exactly which all the factors are. Part of me was thinking, I think it has something to do with the visuals. I mean, I love 
David Fincher. I love his visual style. Yes. Benjamin Button feels like from the moment it starts, like, oh, it's a Fincher movie. The color palette's like all cool and right. blue and green. Totally. <laughs> uh, and it, it is really, it has some gorgeous cinematography in it. But Absolutely. a lot of it feels digitally enhanced. A lot oh, yeah. of it feels pretty fake. So Not fake. just the makeup effects, but even like the exteriors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Forrest right. Gump feels like you're getting a lot of authentic Americana. Like this was shot in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Fincher obviously is excellent at making movies but i think zemeckis did a really amazing job with making forrest go yeah the more i watch it the more i appreciate it i remember there was a scene uh with uh forrest gump walking through vietnam and there's a lot of continuous shots in the movie like when you first meet forrest and you're (laughs) panning in from the sky and he's starting to of course yeah talk to this woman who sat next to him yeah on the and uh, there's a lot of continuous shots that are impressive Mm. but there's one in vietnam where the firefight begins and you have Gump coming out of the brush, looking up into the sky. The rain stops, and then a soldier walks into the foreground and is shot. Yeah. So then Gump Gump drops to the ground, and so does the camera. And then Gump crawls through the brush while the camera follows him. And then he puts his back to this embankment, and mm-hmm. over his shoulder now you see the enemy firing from the tree line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bullets whizzing over his head. Yeah. All of that in one shot. And I thought, dang, that must have been I so think, hard. Yeah. So many cues for them to hit. Yeah. Even rain. They had to cut the right. rain machine mm-hmm. and Perfectly. Then get those bullets whizzing yeah. past his head all at the same time. I think the Vietnam vignette is my favorite part of the whole movie. If I think, I think so. about like all the blocks of like. Yeah, I'd say so too. Because yeah. you. It, portrays it so well you feel like you're there yeah it's so good yeah there's certainly not fantastic not war film no <laughs> not at all but it doesn't <laughs> hold a candle to like platoon or armageddon <laughs> it's or yeah it's whatever. certainly no time armageddon, armageddon <laughs> apocalypse <laughs> now it's i got confused with my biblical references space versus earth that end of no, days uh, one it's no tom hanks in saving private ryan that's no, for sure it sure is but what it does capture i think really well is kind of the tone and like attitude of vietnam yeah like when they first come in on that helicopter and they're playing credence clearwater it's fantastic and this is, yeah it's this great is really capturing how with like dozens and dozens of helicopters in yeah. The yeah and, and they're you're barbecuing like, man, and there's just lieutenant yeah. dan's there. i think yeah, yeah lieutenant exactly Dan, what it was like character Dan. establishment is so good <laughs> it's exactly what it was like yeah. there's a moment <laughs> yeah in we the were Viet- all there in the vietnam sequence that i think uh, it hit me this time is like one of the best examples of how creative the narrative style of Forrest Gump is. Because if you think about it, like we said, most of the movie is a flashback, and then at some point the movie catches up with itself and then carries out right. in semi-real time from that point on, which itself is pretty unconventional. Yes. But the narrative technique, the way that he's kind of like dropping you down in these pockets of Forrest's life as he's sharing the conversation with three different people on the bench, first the waitress and then the old man and then the old woman... Right. Yeah. Do you think he tells his life story to everybody <laughs> he comes across? <laughs> he has to start over every time. No, I think that's like one thing I really love about him. It's kind of understated that he's telling this whole story to us, but he's only telling like snippets to people. Right. And they like they're kind of fascinated, but then they don't care because they get on the bus. Mm-hmm. And so it's and even that guy, he was like, oh, sure, you're the guy right. who did the, yeah, right. Well, it's, yeah, the guy thinks, I was sitting next to a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah, and so Why it's are you like, a bus? he is this hero, and all of these things did happen to him, but nobody, nobody really cares yeah. or believes him. Interestingly, yeah. another movie that does the same thing is David Fincher's Fight Club. It does the flashback with the catch-up and then the real-time ending, just like Forrest Gump. 
Yeah, that's great. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of movies have flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, but with the catch up, I can't. I was trying the to real think of another one, like with no. the, where it catches it's up. It's a valid insight. I just thought it would Thanks. be funny to act as though it was completely. <laughs> yeah, I know. I liked it. <laughs> it made me feel real good about but myself. But <laughs> the <laughs> the thing I wanted to say about Vietnam before we move on. Oh, is yeah. I want you guys to appreciate this. There's a moment where Forrest uh, philosophically breaks the fourth wall in Vietnam as he's telling the story. And then there's a moment where they're like on the road and, and Lieutenant Introducing tells, everybody. Yeah, he yeah. tells everyone to get, get down, down shut, shut up. up. And then the narration starts to whisper as his character yeah. in the flashback is looking around remembering yeah. the characters. Right. And where he can't remember where Texas is from. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. following his emotion. That's really, that that's is really, really clever, good. really creative yeah. storytelling. Yeah, and yeah but then you're thinking, who's narrating? Is it yeah. Forrest Gump on the <laughs> right. road or is it Forrest Gump on the bench? Yeah, and then it's like everyone that and that even that bit of dialogue like captures the weird offbeat humor of the movie right. where Dallas everyone has <laughs> yeah, <laughs> names of places that they're not from. And then he yeah. gets to text and I don't know where text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, a similar situation with the crewmates of the tugboat. He was, he was going around introducing right, that was to yeah. Benjamin Button was. Yeah. Yeah. And I really Although loved the captain of the tugboat. Yeah. He was really good. He was the Lieutenant Dan of sorts sure. in Benjamin Button's yeah. life that kind of helped him. It's right. kind of a coming of age, making a man out of him sort right. of character. I like the guy named Grim that was Grim and everything he <laughs> right. said. And he was I right like that. That to be Grim. Yeah, the lightning yeah. and the guy who got struck by lightning. Those little bits are I like love that more part. reminiscent of the type of humor in yeah. Forrest Gump. Because some of it is like really silly, mm. but it fits in the context so well. Like the creation of the bumper sticker and the smiley face t-shirt. The smiley yeah. face thing was lame. No, it's not. How is it going to wipe his face and have a smiley face? That makes no <laughs> sense. No. It's brilliant. In 1994, you were like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. That's it's so funny. Cause I don't like, look at it through your jaded 2016 eyes, no, I'm man. I'm just looking at it through realistic eyes. How is he going to wipe his face? I don't think that's exactly Because of his mustache and beard. That's the thing you're worried about. No. All of that's where the suspension of disbelief was too much. I think for it's you. like it's like hyper reality, you know. Yeah. Somehow yeah. that guy came to a conclusion to make that shirt, and he probably interacted with Forrest Gump on the road. But right, no, I think literally Forrest Gump put it on his face and came away. And because of his thick mustache and beard, there was a little line, and then his eye holes. Yeah, if <laughs> you're not it. committed at that point in the movie, then <laughs> yeah, like that's like twenty leave. minutes from the end. I'm not leaving. <laughs> Something else that Forrest has going on at the Benjamin Button doesn't is the. Uh, time <laughs> spectrum of a soundtrack from like Elvis right. to CCR yeah. to Fleetwood yeah. Mac. And yeah, like it's really good. That is so it, well and done. And the way that it's They just brought the hits, man. Just yeah. brought the hits. It's, it's worked true. into it the actual story. Right. Sometimes so it's a little too yeah. on the nose, God. though. <laughs> like when it's everything <laughs> turns, turns. Yeah, and I know. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a, a part where the Jenny's playing music in L.A. and a guy pulls up in a Volkswagen Beetle and says, "Anyone want to go to San Francisco?" And so they start playing. Left my heart in <laughs> San Francisco. I, I found out. Come on, what are we doing? <laughs> There's, it's a trope called a diegetic switch when the like the soundtrack is playing like on like a radio and then like turns into the soundtrack or vice versa. Didn't we I talk about that? Yeah, we did talk about episode? that yeah. uh, once. Good storytelling. I don't think it was cut. on an episode. I think we were just hanging out and talking about uh, it. Okay, but that soundtrack, we, man, it brought the hit from Uncle. Just mm-hmm. hit after really hit. Yeah. Sometimes it was just like. Decade. A hook from right. one of the songs, and then it went into the next hook from the next song. Yeah, <laughs> like okay, hey. it's like a giant mashup <laughs> over yeah, that Vietnam many years. Scene, there's there a lot so of many hits. songs back to back. Forrest Gump yeah. like, had this uh, 
finger on pop culture and it changed it. Like some of those lines right. are like so yeah. infiltrating now. But it's even true. the soundtrack, when I hear that CCR song, I think of the helicopter mm-hmm. coming in. I think of Vietnam, no yeah. matter what now. Super iconic. Yeah. 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 Well, really the, um, do y'all also remember how, I mean, we talked in this in podcasts prior. Okay, so T2, there was all these TV specials about it. Then Jurassic Park, there was all these TV specials about right. the making of it. And then Forrest Gump, there yeah. was all these TV specials also about it. Also right. ILM. ILM, ILM did, oh, okay, they, okay. They did all the insertion of like him into the old like newsreels and stuff. I was telling Abby that while we were watching it. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I know Still this doesn't seem impressive now, but oh, my at gosh. the time, the digital, 22 years ago? the digital removal of Lieutenant Dan's legs... Yeah, it's yeah. like incredible. There's mm-hmm. one part where they screw up like on New Year's Eve, like you can see that he's like propping himself up like on his legs to get back into the wheelchair. But other than that, There's it's a perfect. few times where it I don't know how they good did it. Yeah. Especially yeah. for 94. It's yeah, amazing. It's, am- it's so amazing. Some of the, uh, on the, the HD transfer, some of the lips moving oh, on yeah. the old newsreels. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. not great. The but only, in 94, you're like, JFK is saying those things. The only one that's bad is when LBJ, <laughs> after Forrest Gump moves him and he's walking towards the camera. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah that one's so not great. <laughs> so, John Lennon, yeah, I think. John Lennon, yeah, John Lennon one, yeah. So I looked it up, uh, the Forrest Gump soundtrack. There's two versions, the original score with Alan Zavestri and then the one of just the hits that we yep. keep talking about. Sold over 12 million copies in the U.S. Jeez. alone. So wow. A good one. That. The 90s, man. <laughs> hey, man. Here's what I don't understand, though. We, we all love Forrest Gump. The Why? Nerdy. What do you guys not like about Benjamin Button? All right. Well, it's just... That's just in comparison, or there's a couple of guys that really don't like it at yeah. all. Oh. Mm. That he never like wants to see it again. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just very long and boring and pointless and <laughs> weak <laughs> <laughs> and awful. And I don't as as soon as he as soon as he is um basically as soon as he starts having the affair with Tilda Swinton, I'm like, I don't like you. I think you're kind of a skeezy guy. You've been like sleeping with hookers. Uh you've lost your childhood innocence. Now you're a grown tail man, you should know better. And like you're having this like weird in and out of decades love affair with this girl who's dancing and blah 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 and I don't care. I just don't care. I don't care about him as a character. And yeah, it's three hours long, yo. Like give me This is two hours me, and forty minutes. Sorry, two hours and forty minutes. Give me twenty less minutes and give me Tom Hanks, America's sweetheart, playing a perfect intellectually challenged man in the South. That's what I want. Like I know Forrest Gump exists, so why would I ever watch Benjamin Button when Forrest Gump is out there and is better? It's a different movie. Hmm. Yeah, so it's not different enough so for me to care about Benjamin Button. One movie. I just yeah, I, <laughs> I just think, think we can all agree that Tom Hanks acting is is uh, superior to oh, Brad yeah. Pitt. Oh, oh for sure, it's great. Yeah, he he well, disappears br- into that role. Well, Brad you Pitt almost is forget just you're watching Brad Pitt. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's because Brad Pitt that can only be Brad yeah, Pitt. That's what And we love it, but no, Twelve Monkeys. Brad. Oh, that's true. Wait, what? what? He had like a raspy old man voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He did have seven, but I look a lot older. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure that that was done in post. <laughs> he auto-tuned his voice Brad to Pitt's old man setting. Southern accent is not great. I know it's it was like supposed great. to be like a Creole mashup, but yeah. it's, it's not fantastic. It didn't bother me. His lack of, Benjamin Button's lack of just personality bothered me. Yeah, he's a very compared to he Forrest seems Gump. very flat to me as a character. Like they, I don't feel a lot of depth with Benjamin Button. Here's the thing about watching a David Fincher movie that doesn't feel totally David Fincher, is that to me it's missing something outrageous. Not that it needs that, 
this movie needed something outrageous in it, but part of you is like, is this a David Fincher mm-hmm. movie? Because there's nothing right. over the top. There's nothing severely or offensive about it or, or perverse about it at all. It's but neither like, is there with Panic Room, and you're like, this is an amazing no, movie. No, Panic, Panic Room has some brutal violence. That's true, it does, and it's great. And it, <laughs> so and like good. unflinching shots of like faces being blown. <laughs> Spoilers oh, yeah. for Panic Room, right? That hey, if you haven't seen Panic Room, go watch it. Yeah, but Benjamin Button does have depth to him. Is like, I think his performance is great because he's like an old guy that is turning into a young guy and he doesn't know what to do with it. And I think he like does that well. He it seems kind scary of to me. Like, yeah. Like I when think, anyway. I think he's kind of forced to live a life that's wiser beyond his years. Like he's trapped in an old man's body. So you can't even physically be rambunctious like a child. He tries to by wheeling back and forth on the porch, but he, he's, he's forced to, to become much older than he is. Yeah, very when he goes quickly. and visits her in uh, New York or whatever, and he's like a teenager because he doesn't know what to do, but he's like an old man, and you could like see that struggle. Yeah, he's there. alienated in a different way. I agree. But with he's all like that. twenty-eight. He's not a teenager then. He's like twenty-eight. Like, or still, you, he's dealing with the emotions crap together, man. <laughs> the, you uh, don't like the movie. What do you care? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that now, guys. Sorry. Let's bring it I'm down. So this is not sorry. a podcast <laughs> for you to argue with each other. Wait, hold on. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> on the on the topic of the love stories, which which do you think is more significant? Because that's kind of the backbone to each film. Yeah, it's hard to say. I was thinking about that too when we before we started watching Benjamin Button, we're talking about Forrest Gump as a love story because Forrest Gump is a very complicated love story. It's not purely romantic. These two people, by the time they're actually married and living together, they have something that's far beyond a romantic relationship. Because part of you wants to say, like, oh, is Ginny using Forrest to some degree? Has she been using at some point in her life? And yes. I want to say at the point that they're married, she's, you know, seen and done so much and had so much done to her and been she's such a tragic figure. Yeah. That she does when she tells Forrest that she loves him, she means it very sincerely. Yeah. But it's not purely, if maybe not barely at all, a romantic thing as it was is like a very profound affection, almost like old people where they're like, you you hope they're not like touching each other anymore because that would be gross. But <laughs> it's <laughs> really, really can't do that. Really yeah, Forrest got AIDS. <laughs> it's really quite lovely that they're still a thing. Yeah. But with Benjamin Button and. Uh, what, what's her Daisy. 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 They have so like a, a wildly uh, ro- you know, passionate, passionate love affair. And it's really beautiful that the sequence when they finally catch up to each other and they mm-hmm. live on a boat and then yeah. they live in a duplex yeah. is really a great it is. sequence. That's it, true. Uh, you really feel like you're a part of it for them. And it's like, that's so great. They finally have each other. and they yeah. c- um, Because I think that Benjamin Button, the whole point is the love story. And then there's some sidebar stuff that happens, but you could almost take Jenny out of Forrest Gump and it would still be an amazing movie. I, I don't think that that's true. I think Benjamin Button is, is a coming of age story. It's, it's you following this, the life of this, you know, this human being who's facing challenges that no one else has to, but the significant thing in his life is his love. Forrest right. Gump has all these other things, ping pong and football. Exactly. And That's what he's saying. That's right. actually what I said. <laughs> but Benjamin <laughs> yeah, Button, that, he's, huh? he's, still, he's still living a life separate from Daisy. He is, but without but, Daisy. But there's a lot more focus on Daisy because 
it's some more significant in his life. Because that's I mean, the only she, real thing he has. She's the storyteller. He does through the diary and her daughter. How about that's also true. You are getting the perspective of her in this film. Benjamin right. doesn't really have much of an arc, does he? No, no. He has very little to no arc. Daisy well, does. It's a tragedy. Yeah. Daisy has. It's an a arc. tragedy from the get go. As soon as you figure out the rules mm-hmm. of the movie, you understand right. the more significant his life is, the more tragic the ending yes. is going to be. So he's, you see him like. Oh man, if he has a kid, that's going to be awful for them. Yeah. Whereas Forrest not that's only has a meta arc, he has like an arc within each vignette. Yeah, that's true. It's it's mm. so heartbreaking so when you good. see Benjamin Button holding his daughter sitting on that curb when they had that yellow balloon. Yeah, yeah. And, and he lets go. That's a beautiful shot. Yeah, you good know job, that in his mind, he's he's mourning the loss of his daughter already, thinking yeah. he has right. to leave any any day totally. now. And he's that's the balloon. So hard I get to it. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. I even really uh, honestly, when I saw it in theaters, the audience was laughing at the eventual devolution of Benjamin Button. Oh no! But I actually found that pretty affecting because i had already bought into the low fantasy concept right. at that point where i was like oh this is actually really sad mm-hmm. i i believe in the concept enough to not be taken out of it by right. now i mean he, he was born as a puppet is the part where he <laughs> the part where he's like six and he's arguing that he didn't have breakfast that part for me was the most the end yeah when he's yeah a heartbreaking boy. part when he like yeah. 80. yeah the dementia yeah. when he's yeah dementia because i like that's how my grandma was like by the end she couldn't like remember or would get like arguments to about stuff and i'm like Man, but as a little really boy it, i i didn't think it was silly i know i've heard no. lots of audience members being like oh it's so dumb it's like a little baby but i was like oh it actually brings the concept full circle and right. i think an effective it's so way. sad for daisy to have to see like this is her love and the father of right. her child and it's it's this kid that has dementia yeah, and yeah. It sounds like it really affected you a lot <laughs> that that was the best part of right. benjamin button was, was him die <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sequence where no, no, the no. movie's over Just the whole like crazy. the whole like when they finally like start making a life together and daisy is realizing what's going to happen but she just fights it and denies that i don't care what happens i'm gonna still love you and be with you forever and then she proves herself by doing that and even moving into the the old person's home. But again, that's Daisy's arc that's working. No, yeah. not his, he's, yeah. an, he's a, like, he can't talk. He's a freaking two-year-old. At that point, Brad Pitt's out of the movie, but Daisy's arc finishes incredibly yeah, well. Yeah, that, that aspect of Benjamin Button was great, even though the rest of I guess Daisy don't give a rip about <laughs> her daughter or her husband. Because no, <laughs> that's true. Now her husband that dead, is, yeah. Yeah, true. he had yeah. died, and she's yeah. off at school or something. Yeah, do you right. think that the movie actually even happened? Like, we don't know how crazy this lady is. Was she writing the diary <laughs> oh, before they got there? Daisy's <laughs> no, she has, like, cancer or something. Like, that's what she's dying from in the hospital, and she just wrote all this I was in, like, a morphine haze. Oh, crazy writings of a mad woman. There you go. Up, I think she got all the postcards and the photos. That's the Fincher twist. It's a shared universe with Indiana Jones, and she was a part of the she, Second War. Or after she was the, part of the Cold no. War after Russian the Second War. Yeah, unit. she was dealing with all those aliens and yeah. stuff. And <laughs> Stop. Messed her up. So, oh. what what did the female demographic think of these love stories? You represent the entire demographic. Yeah. Speak for them all, Sarah. Uh, mm. I would say that Jenny was more bothered by her daddy issues mm. to like see that the comfort that she needed was right there in Forrest. And I like that he didn't care about all of like the success. Basically he was just always after like getting back to Jenny and, and hoping that she would come back into his life. So I thought that was really sweet and heartbreaking. Um, and that, but 
like Benjamin Button, he had to come to a point of like having to back out and run away and not be a dad, even though he wanted to. And so I don't know. I think I think they're both like equally complicated. But I just want to give a shout out to the moms because <laughs> they are the real heroes. Oh, here we go. In these all, right. all right. All right. In okay, life. They, yeah. They are the ones that love these little boys unconditionally. They work around the clock. Mm. You're talking about Forrest Gump's mom and Benjamin Button's mom. Or just moms yeah. in general. Just all moms. <laughs> just <laughs> you <laughs> as a mom. Yeah. Shout out to moms. I think there was all uh, the moms <laughs> listening to the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> of which there were maybe four. There was there was a, a couple times in both movies where they hit the same beats uh, with Gump trying to reconnect with Jenny and take care of her, and the same with Benjamin Button, where they're both you know tr- living their lives, kind of heartbroken by the rejection that they receive. Gump from Jenny and Button from <laughs> it's weird calling him Button Button from um, Daisy, uh, but then they both arrive back into their lives kind of unex- unexpectedly, like Gump's mowing the lawn and he's just before that he's kind of imagined what it would be like for Jenny to show up and then he says something like and then she was there yeah yeah and then the same thing with uh, Button when he says in in the spring of 1962 she came back yeah they yeah. always just kind of came back <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost like the same yeah. guy wrote these <laughs> movies but there's also the same point in each film where the the woman is is hurt or ill and they say come home let me take care of you right it's the damsel so, in distress trope and so these men obviously cared so much about these women that they were like obsessed with making sure that they were taken care of and doing well and happy and always thinking about them. Right. They wanted to like serve them. They're both significant love stories in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to men. Go ahead, Mike. No, all I was going to mention was (laughs) 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 all I was going to mention is the fact that like both of them had to let them go let the let the women go to find their own their own way back home if and they were just going to be there you go. know yeah pretty much you yeah. know it, but each one of them made an attempt to see them like right. forest at the like strip at the club just and to at see. the black panther party mm-hmm. well they just ran into each that's other that's true and then uh you know then when he w- then when uh, benjamin went up to new york mm-hmm. to yeah. see her dance, dance you know studio. yeah um and they weren't ready for them oh. the the connection to be made then so they just went back to their lives and yeah and eric roth i noticed had to couch it's like he couldn't he was like what did i miss oh i missed lieutenant dan so he couched lieutenant dan's story into daisy's story in that with the broken leg she has an accident that robs her of her legs right and (laughs) her destiny that changes her her perceived destiny and there's even a moment pity yeah where they experience self-pity where they're frustrated with the fact that their lives aren't going to go the way that they thought they were destined to go and there's a moment in Forrest Gump where he back pe- jumps off the boat after having kind yep. of indirectly thanked Forrest for saving his life. Right. And Forrest is like, and I, he never said so, but I think he made his peace with God. And there's a moment after uh, Daisy, and there's like a sunrise in the distance. There's yep. a moment where Daisy says, I, I'm never going to lose myself to right, self-pity again. Right, they're drinking again. coffee on the dock. And they look at a sunrise yep. and it says, and I think she found her peace. Yeah. <laughs> and it was after she was swimming in the pool. Right. Yep. After, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, so some kind of water experience and a sunrise and peace baptism. is found. There you go. Yeah. What do you the think baptism. the key to success for each of these characters were? Being with Forrest, oh, oh. with Forrest, it seems clear. It was it's just, just dumb luck, running. isn't it? He was just, it was the running that brought him success? 
Yeah, I, if he wouldn't have run on that football field, it would have been a lot different for his life. Right, because yeah. his back was crooked like a question mark. Yeah, it's so a chain he, reaction. He's running yeah. from those bullies. Mm-hmm. He runs on a football field. He gets drafted into some football team. Just is a local that, idiot. <laughs> that, but that Alabama coach is like renowned in like school football, right? Like that one from that time period is. Yeah. I'm Bear looking Bryant. at. Yeah. Oh, let go. me look up my yeah. little book of Alabama football. <laughs> look, I don't coaches. know, man. I was looking at G Man because he Bryant. knows about sports. <laughs> so Bear Bryant. Okay. He joins the army and he right. He does what Jenny tells him to. He runs. He gets yeah. the Medal of Honor. And he's, you know, because he's running everybody out of the war zone. He's good at and then pong. later he's back on the news and he has amassed, he's amassed some followers because he's running. Is it just that the key to his, his success? Running. All the running? Kind running. of. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned it because I was inclined to say when you first brought it up, like, well, some of it's like natural ability, but most of it's just like hilarious, dumb luck, which is part of the charm of the movie. He gets yeah. put in these ridiculous situations, but some of it has to do with his moral compass. He got yeah. that Congressional Medal of Honor right. actually for an ev- something deserving. Right. Yeah, he, it wasn't a joke medal. Like he yeah. was absolutely brave in the line yeah. of fire and saved a ton of lives. And he did make his fortune by creating a business based on a promise that he decided to keep. Yeah. Had to do with his morality, and then he gave half yeah. of it back he to He is incredibly moral, as opposed to Benjamin Button, who's just... Benjamin Button, who's kind of a <laughs> scoundrel. I was kind of <laughs> thinking about that Vietnam scene, though, uh, yeah. and thinking, okay, well, he got he just ran out of there, and he's like, oh, crap, Bubba. Right. I know, and I'm not saying he wouldn't have went back for the other guys, but Bubba was the last one he actually ran into. So he was just like, yeah, that's bubba, 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 you know, like he was, there was napalm going off at his heels. <laughs> right. Yes, I'm saying, I'm saying. But <laughs> you're saying if he'd found Bubba before he found the rest of his platoon, he in. might not have gone back in because Bubba was safe. No, yeah. I'm not saying that. It's just saying like. That was his was motivation. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, his motivation was friendship. Because focus. He, he yeah. did stop looking for Bubba each oh, time he good found uh someone right bubba is such a good character that's so the other good. thing that forrest gump has going for it that i feel like benjamin button benjamin button has a few side characters that are developed enough to be likable like right. the tugboat the captain and the mom yeah. uh queenie is that what was that her name yeah yeah but in forrest gump it seems like every significant side character bubba is lieutenant wonderful. dan they're yeah. all they all have a significant arc. They're all really mm-hmm. lovable. You all you hate to see them go when they lift out of the story right. for a lot. Even his mom, um, it feels like such a robust cast. That well, because Forrest Gump has a best friend and Benjamin Button doesn't. Benjamin Button's best friend is encapsulated in Daisy, so mm-hmm. there's less of a like you have a, a male to male, almost like romantic in like the the non sexual just like pure platonic sense and you don't have that with benjamin button so you have less chance of character development there you can only see him developed kind of flat in a romantic sense without that brother relationship or um like mentor relationship with right, a little bit with the tugboat captain but, but he's so the depraved he can't ever call him to like a higher moral sense like lieutenant dan kind of can with Forrest. Yeah, and then they went full circle where Lieutenant Dan ended up right. being called to a higher moral yeah, standard. Yeah, by, by Forrest Gump. By Forrest. Yeah. Uh, but Benjamin, he's like, was he even emotionally available to anyone other than no. Daisy at all? Which is what I'm saying. Like, Except the, for Tilda Swinton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean he, he, was, was, well, he was very much in love with Tilda. Drinking champagne in the snow. Yeah, you're right. And then it's like, Not, yeah, nice to have met you. That's another thing. It's yeah. like, some of those things were abrupt in a way that's 
Like, really? Yeah, that scene where he leaves, he leaves Daisy and his daughter behind, and she's laying in bed, eyes, her open. eyes are open. Oh, it's kind of yeah. haunting. I hate that. Yeah, that scene. Yeah, that that makes me. He's almost startled by her. Right, because he was trying to do the wrong thing and sneak out unseen, and now he is accountable for his actions, and he doesn't like that. I don't think that that's. I don't think that's it either. You don't think, think that's it? What no, do you I think I'm with you, Matt. I think it was it was crappy. He was he knew he was being a crappy dad what, and a crappy the, husband. What's the other solution? They have a long talk. They have a nice long hug, and he says, "Okay, goodbye forever." Well, he I think stays. that he ends up coming back as a teenager just to get nookie, just a bonker. Was his final goodbye. I know, but he could have yeah, stayed damn, up until well. that point at least. No, right. he told he said no, he that he could be daughter. around the daughter because she th- would remember. Him. Yeah. I think his yeah his thought was get a new dad when the kid's young and dumb. So he's going to walk out no. on his 12-year-old daughter? That's going to be underst- far more emotional. I understand the logic. Right. But I just think that it didn't have to be that way. No. He could have hung around. He had to make a hard choice, and that's kind of what Sarah's the with me. theme She's is. Not that's what the tragedy yeah, Sarah is. If he didn't leave when I mean, he, he did. he been like an uncle or something, like, and been in her life. And that's true. Like, oh, this and guy. And this is my uncle with that, weird, with that weird disease. Exactly. Mm. It wouldn't be so hard. No, it would be hard. It would be too <laughs> And hard. also, that mom sucks. Like, hey, I'm dying. Will you read this diary? Oh, by the way, like four-fifths of the way through, you're going to find out who your real okay, daddy so is. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. What were they talking about in all that where she's like, I know I haven't been around. So are we to assume they don't have a very good relationship? Anymore? Yeah. It sounded like Sounds like, like that. Yeah, sounds so like they were estranged mother and daughter. Yeah. Yeah. She was I crazy would, and made the whole thing up. I wish that there was a <laughs> shot where, you know, she reads the part where, oh, we named her. What was her name? Some the daughter's name, yeah, whatever her name was, Christina. and that's the big reveal that yeah. oh, it's the same person. I wish it would have cut back to the diary itself, and then the diary would lower down from the frame, and it would just be old lady's face smiling and winking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Got> surprise! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was curious about that diary and how. Uh, big the diary would actually have to be if right. he wrote a day of every and journal also entry of his how life. How it looked like it was brand new off the shelf at Borders <laughs> and it had apparently been around since like 1924. They don't make them like they used to. I man. guess she not. She just wrote it. Before <laughs> That's she got right. It. She wrote it while she was waiting for a lot of time on her hands. Yeah. Yeah. She kept saying, I've never seen these pictures. I've never heard this stuff because she was making it up. Yeah, because it was photoshopped. All that yeah, ballet photos were made up. I do like the, uh, the analogous backwards running clock that seemingly yeah. had little to do with that anything I, other but than implied that maybe well because it was finished the year that he was born and then it stopped working the year he died so the implication is mr cake made a magic clock and that's where benjamin button came from no it just represents him and his life it ran backwards until the moment i choose to believe there's some low fantasy there that a blind magic (laughs) clock maker made a magic clock that made him exist i I don't think that that it, it aligned with his life perfectly because it said in 2002 they took the clock down didn't he die before that no, he died then. Like that was at the that time. What she was saying? I yeah. thought that there was a little time he, in between. No, that he, can't be it. Didn't they say he was born in 1919? 1918. End of the Great War. And then, and then they showed the he clock. He was a tiny baby. They showed the clock still running backward, That's but it was true. in storage. And then was that Hurricane Katrina? No. Yes. Yes. That's what they were saying. In New Orleans, that was Hurricane Katrina that Could've flooded. Been. Because that that's the saying? only hurricane yeah. that's busted the levee, right? In, yeah, in the they, no they literally, at the end of the movie, it says the levee broke at something, something, Ninth Ward. You hear uh, it, right? Yeah, now. it could have yeah. been yeah. Katrina. It was, the Katrina. Original, it was on the, the, no, the, the original novel. The original obviously. novel was set in Baltimore, but because of 
production costs being less expensive in New Orleans, they moved it to New Orleans. Oh, okay. So they could but film on location so they could film down in yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, because there's benefits, tax benefits. Yeah, right. Because sure. okay, uh, it's helpful yeah, they, after they, Katrina. Yeah, after Katrina, they that moved a lot of it down there. Okay. Uh, but what's interesting is that uh, Sarah and I visited New Orleans a couple years ago That's and right. we stayed you know? at it. And we stayed at an Airbnb, and uh, the guy that the guy that owned the Airbnb, he worked for a production studio in New Orleans, and he said that that's what they do now is that they they set things in New Orleans because right. it saves money and it improves and it the helps economy. the local economy. Yeah, Jurassic World was shot. A lot of it was shot there. Oh, I thought it was shot. Yeah, in and abandoned uh, Six Flags. They yeah. built a set, and that Katrina had destroyed yeah. a Six Flags. Okay. They built a set. That's out a bummer, man. I love Six Flags. Wikipedia six confirms flags so that. Good. But I love Jurassic World too. So the last, you know, it's a win-win. Last line of the synopsis: uh, Having finally revealed the story of Caroline's father to her, Daisy dies as Hurricane Katrina approaches. Oh, oh called it. Um, I love but you know that this an- another thing about Eric Roth and his adaptations is that Benjamin Dun- Button's actually adapted from a short story by F. Scott Fitzgerald that almost has nothing in common with the movie other than the premise of a backwards aging person. Oh. And uh, the Forrest Gump novel um, I read before the movie came out because I was excited to read it. And yeah. I asked my parents, hey, I'm going to see that movie and give me this book. This was a depraved, disgusting right. he's, <laughs> he's, I've, I've read that. that. He's like a kind of a disgusting guy. He's kind of a butthead. And also I read that um, the thought was not that he would be trim and small, but that it would be more like John Goodman playing the character rather than Tom Hanks. Yeah, which I love to imagine sometimes. But I think <laughs> that he's just this giant man running really fast. The author Winston Groom hated the movie so much he wrote a sequel to it that begins right. with uh, "Don't ever let anyone make a movie about your life." Forrest Gump, there any? And in the book, I read the sequel. He meets Tom Hanks and chews him out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't he kill? And he kills Lieutenant Dan, I think, in the sequel oh, it's novel. Just, maybe it's so bizarre. It certainly wouldn't be it. as beloved as it is if. John Tom Hanks <laughs> was anyone else because no. you you want him, him to succeed because he's innocent and you want him to have all these things because he's so morally true. Right. Like every, he's an easy character to root for. Anybody else that's yeah. depraved or he's unlikable and, and he's like an selfish. anti-hero and yes. he's like profane and gross. He hooks yeah. up with chicks. Yeah. Oh, he's ben, he's Benjamin Button. <laughs> well, then oh, I get it. Stop. Yeah, makes sense. So, so Sarah, <laughs> I want to ask a question to the female demographic again. Who was hotter as a male protagonist, Tom <laughs> Hanks as as Forrest Gump or Brad oh Pitt? Wait, as with Benjamin Forrest Gump's, Gump's mental capacity? So, better said, which love story would you rather find yourself? Yeah, in? would you rather have been Jenny? <laughs> not the tragedy, all not all the tragedy. You don't have to be <laughs> no AIDS. <laughs> you don't have to be coked out or get beat up just by your boyfriend. Just the best. Just the parts. good part. You want to be on that free. solo with Brad Pitt? Or would you, or rather you want to be, be on the farm? A dancer well, in Paris. <laughs> Brad Pitt is like. Well, yeah. Brad Pitt. <laughs> <I'm sad right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but storyline, like, it, obviously, it would be harder to be with a person who's like, your lives only align. Oh, she totally likes Tom Hanks more. Ah, <laughs> you like Tom Hanks more than Brad Pitt. We win. <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny when you consider the cultural impact that Forrest Gump has had on the world. Whoa, yeah. There's no there's no kid after that movie came out 
that was ever running <laughs> that wasn't shouted at saying yeah. run for us run i hate yeah. how how ubiquitous that thing became or just everybody on the bus yeah. when you don't want to sit by someone you go you can't sit here yeah, seat right. yeah. yeah. any kid, kid, taken. Any kid getting on the school here. bus i love that at. line so much <laughs> life is like a box of chocolate y'all want to yeah. hear something funny here's yeah. a funny anecdote for you hate movies listeners when I first saw that in theaters, uh, or in a theater, I didn't see it in more than one, um, I thought that for some reason, I can't explain why, but I thought that the kids on the bus, when they were saying, seats taken, seats uh-huh. taken, I thought they were saying, <laughs> 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 I thought they were saying, slide, Pete, slide. <laughs> that doesn't what? even sound close. <laughs> slide, Pete. <laughs> Slide beat slide. Yeah. Seats so taken. So I thought, oh, that must be like a like a an southern, expression. Like yeah. an Alabama thing that, that you didn't like, know about in Georgia. Yeah, that you can't hang out with me right. or something. Slide. So slide, I, like, slide. I like the sound of that. And yeah, I went back to school Pete, and they'd be like, Hey, you wanna come over here? I'd be like, Slide, Pete, slide. And they'd be like, Dang, what's Josh made up something new? <laughs> <laughs> Did it stick? Did no, it work out? Someone finally said, "Why do you keep saying that?" Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, like in Forest Gump, they're like, "What's wrong with you? <laughs> You're dumb." <laughs> you were in your big Jurassic Park T-shirt, drinking yeah. out of your Jurassic Park thermos <laughs> mug. <laughs> I, I had a lot of friends who'd always try and list the ways that you could make shrimp. Oh, that's good. <laughs> fried, like try southern fried, fried yeah. mm-hmm. Bob <laughs> That's good. That that, that long gag of, is really good. Of Bubba, it had me laughing so hard today that he loves shrimp. <laughs> loves <laughs> so much. He was and also then at focused. Some point he's like, well, that's about it. Yep. Yeah, so. that's it. He gets off the helicopter in Vietnam. He's like, There's some good shrimp in these ones. After we win this war, come back a bunch of American sh- shrimp boats, captains. Shrimp all in these. Yeah, it was good. Man, people. You know, sometimes you just know somebody who really likes something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. It's like Mike and ice cream. You got to have a passion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Save or kill, Mike. Who, w- which would you save if it meant killing the other? Forrest Gump or Curious Case of Benjamin Button? Yeah, no re- disrespect, but yeah, I'm going to have to save uh, Forrest Gump. Well, then let me raise the stakes on you. Since, uh, Here we go. Make it a little harder. Brad Pitt or Tom Hanks? Save or kill, oh. and you're killing off their filmography what? with them. Shoot, <laughs> this, this is easy. Yeah, I mean, with the this this seems like a lot of weight because I respect them both. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of America, I would have to <laughs> save Tom Hanks. Oh, thank you. thank you. You just killed off some. I know huge important great, movies. Great movies, but I feel like as a. Man, uh, <laughs> as a as a film icon, I'm gonna have to save Tom Hanks. Exactly. That's right. really tough Patrick, call. Same same question. Uh, that's good. Wait, you got to say so? What's so? It's a two part question: the movie and also the actor. Yeah, both of them. Uh, yeah, I'd save Forrest Gump over Benjamin Button. Although I love Benjamin Button, but I would say Brad Pitt over Forrest Gump well, just to keep. Fight Club. Yeah, man, it's my favorite movie oh. of all time. And, and, in that case, save there the is no Forrest Gump. I would, p- I would say how you kill Brad Pitt and kill Forrest or Tom Hanks. <laughs> there, there you <laughs> go. Man, that hurts. It uh, does hurt. I, don't ha- I so hate this game. Now there is no Forrest Gump for you I to know, pick. It's kind of a moot point. <laughs> At least I have Benjamin oh, Button. Oh, good to watch. grief! Twist yeah, so I'm picking Forrest Gump and I'm saving Tom Hanks. Wow, easily. 
Have you seen Castaway? Do you realize you're losing? You're losing the Mexican. You're losing Meet Joe Black. Hey man, I love Meet Joe Black. Don't be talking bad about Meet Joe Black. Ocean's Thirteen. I'm losing World War Z. You're losing Thelma and Louise. Oh jeez. Sorry, ladies. What I'm keeping. I'm keeping. You got mail. Yeah, that's right. You're losing that's that true. one episode of Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna save, uh, Forrest Gump, but then I'm gonna. I'm gonna save Brad Pitt because Fight Club is my favorite all-time ever movie. So you I have to say, kill it. and you're killing Tom Hanks. I know. I am killing Tom Hanks, and killing I'm sorry. Him. The what's that one where he's stuck in the airport terminal? The terminal. The terminal. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I thought that was the name of it. It was Castaway and Polar uh, Here's Express. the other thing. One of my top five all-time movies is Sleepless in Seattle, so that's gone. Yeah, you killed Bethany's favorite movie. You don't You've got mail? Yeah, you killed the Simpsons movie. You know, Tom Hanks has a great cameo in the Simpsons <sighs> that's movie. That's a shame. As himself. Sleepless in Seattle is better than you got mail. That's stupid. No, You've got mail's way better. It's the, the same guess, thing, but I with guess, email. I guess Stop. Do another podcast. Yeah, I'd love that. to sit down and talk mm. with Bethy about that. Uh, I would save Forrest Gump, and I would save Tom Hanks. Mm. Mm. That's a reasonable decision. You lose True Romance. You lose <laughs> Interview with the Vampire. Oh my gosh, mm. these are gold. <laughs> <laughs> interview with the Vampire is fantastic. Man, when was the last time you watched Interview with the Vampire? Fifteen years ago, it's and so it was so good bad. then. I'm, I'm starting <laughs> to think why we like Brad Pitt so much. <laughs> Fight Club and Inglorious Bastards. You're gonna lose Troy. You're gonna oh, lose shoot. You're gonna lose Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was the one where he started having that affair. Good grief. So sad. Tyler? Yeah, poor Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, poor yeah. Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> this podcast began with me being the only <laughs> one <laughs> to, to stand up for Benjamin Button. And I think that what it comes down to in each movie and what I, I say. Here we go. I'm going to give you the long answer here. Tyler, you always do, <laughs> I always Tyler. give you the long answer. What it comes down to at the, end, at the end of each movie uh, – each of them are recounting their lives and they both have similar moments where they're, <laughs> they're listening to the things talk. that they <laughs> yep. Man, done. why are you recapping yep. the podcast? Listen, 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 listen. Uh, Benjamin Button, he's recounting the people that he knew that like some were born to sit by a river, some were struck by lightning, have an ear for music, some are artists, some swim, some dance, right? But then Forrest Gump has a similar scene where he's talking about all the moments that he lived without jenny there and he's explaining to them and he says that uh sometimes the rain would stop in in uh vietnam and the stars would come out then it was nice (laughs) or uh when the sun went down over the bayou or the million sparkles on the water of a mountain lake and uh what's your answer sunset (laughs) which one are you killing the desert (laughs) i think that moment in in forrest gump where he's bringing back all of that like emotional profoundness of life mm. how mm. great it is how simple it is and how destiny has kind of played its part in all of that would make me save Forrest Gump mm. good choice great but nice. which actor are you going to say short answer I say Brad Pitt okay what well, <laughs> you're going to lose my big frat Greek wedding too <laughs> You're going to lose what? Cloud Atlas. Hey, man, <laughs> that's fine because that was lose, trash. You're going to lose Mamma Mia. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Cars. Good. Also trash. The Ant Bully. <laughs> that one's all right. You're going to lose that thing you do. Oh, oh that's good. Mm. The Oneaters. 
Yeah, Toy Story, Toy Story now. You gone. start saying yeah. some real ones, you're going to get upset, aren't you? The Green Mile. Mm. The book exists. Road to Perdition was quite great. What about like the Burbs and Turner and Hooch and oh, Big? Yeah, and those are all great. Man, Tom those Hanks is good. great. Tom Hanks is great. Gosh, League of Their Own. Here's the thing: League oh. of if it weren't old. if it weren't for Fight Club, I wouldn't. No, Inglorious. Inglorious. What would you say, Josh? Fight Club and Inglorious. Well, I'd obviously say Forrest Gump without hesitation. Though I enjoy Benjamin Button very much. It's a welcome addition to Fincher's filmography. Yeah. Appreciate it. Nice to see him and Brad Pitt work together again. Uh, the safer kill between Brad Pitt and Tom Hanks is is honestly quite hard. If there weren't like two, three movies in Brad Pitt's filmography that I love so much, yeah. them being Fight Club 7 and Inglorious Bastards. Right. Two Fincher movies. Uh, then it would be a lot easier. But I think I would still save Brad Pitt if not just for... Fight Club, but I think we can all agree overall. Tom Hanks has had a way more. No, um, he's, yeah. he is an American complete. It's, oh, absolutely, iconic, yeah. iconic actor. He has way more better movies. <laughs> <than> <laughs> absolutely, and a, a longer reign at the top. What about Radio Flyer, guys? That was a great. Oh, movie. Whatever that man. was great. Man, I love the Burbs. Is that still on Netflix? Catch Me If You Can is another great. That Spielberg. is a great, great movie. <laughs> Man, Tom Hanks rules. <laughs> the la- the lady killers. Come on, guys. <laughs> That's good. The that Da Vinci one was, Code. That one was, uh, hey, also, <laughs> Chris Phillips sent, uh, sent us presents, so thanks, Chris Phillips. The guy who started Hashtag Peter is the Worst sent us coffee and a mini hoverboard. Yeah, so yeah. If, you so guys, if you're listening and you want to <laughs> get a mention, <laughs> you would also like to send us some stuff. stuff. <laughs> Feel free to send Shout us Shout out stuff. to Chris Phillips. He, yeah. knows, he knows I don't like coffee, so I got a, I got a one-fifth replica hoverboard. It's really cool. So the it's pretty great, man. Thanks, man, Chris. listen to all you other listeners. You could be hearing your own name. <laughs> all you have to do is send gifts. This, this yeah. is why we've been doing this for a year and a half, people, to get free stuff. First thing Tyler said was, well, it's nice as this podcast is finally paying off. <laughs> Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. Let me ask you an honest question. Have you yet listened to every single You Hate Movies episode? Because if you haven't, you can by going to youhatemovies.com and checking out our entire backlog of episodes as well as our blog and comment on any number of those episodes, including this one. You can also bother us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at youhatemovies and facebook.com slash youhatemovies. 